the power of visualization and our money. We're going to learn about that and more with Hazel Ortega. Stay tuned. Her story is such an inspiration. Yes, you are here. Bienvenida to the Her Dinero Matters podcast, a mixed language podcast hosted by me, Jen Hemphill, to help you become the reign of your money and love your dinero more. If you are needing some inspiration and encouragement at this very moment, you have come to the right place. Gracias por compartir este tiempo conmigo. Now let's jump in to today's Dose of Money Confidence. Hola, hola. I am so thrilled that you are here. This is Jen Hemphill. We've got another phenomenal guest, another phenomenal mujer Latina. She is so fantastic. You're going to love her. Before I share with you about her and what we're going to talk about, I wanted to give you a heads up. I can't tell you the details, but I wanted you to make sure that you Keep an ear and an eye for a special, huge, huge announcement that is coming up. And I can't tell you the details, as I said, but all I can say is just keep your eyes and ears peeled. Now, let me share with you a little bit about Hazel Ortega. She is an author of a best selling book called From Bounce Checks to Private Jets, where she shares her journey and guides you through the formula she discovered to live the life of her dreams and help others do the same. Hazel knows firsthand how education changes people's lives and keeps families together. And as a single mother, it was incredibly challenging to take classes and care for her children, but she went full speed ahead to complete her bachelor's degree. She has owned nearly one dozen businesses, including one of LA's top restaurants, The Nixon. Now, in today's episode, you're going to hear about her money journey and how she survived bouncing checks, what the details of the journey, which, oh my gosh, once you hear it, your jaw is literally going to drop. You're also going to hear how Hazel transformed her scarcity mindset at the age of 40. And really when she transformed it, you're going to see the results of that as well as her formula to create a vision to achieve those money goals. So that is what you have in store today with Hazel and I. It is going to be fantastic. So are you ready? ¿Estás lista? Vamos a conocer this reina of her money. Bienvenida, Hazel. I am so thrilled that we got connected recently and that you said yes to being on this podcast. I am so excited to get to know you further and for those listening at this very moment to really hear your incredible story. So welcome. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. I'm so glad that the universe brought us together. Absolutely. Let's start with your money story. Let's take us back in time, Hazel, to maybe your childhood, to maybe a certain memory that you had or an experience that really impacted the way that you think and feel about money. Well, my mom didn't have a job anytime from my earliest memories. So we were always broke. We grew up in a poor neighborhood of downtown Los Angeles in a 60 unit apartment building. And there were multiple families living in one apartment. And I didn't know that I was poor because everybody around me was the same way. The thing about it was that when I 
started to want things like my prom dress and start having some money in my pocket. My mom never had any money. And that was probably the biggest uh, memory that I have. It was that she never had any money and she would always borrow money. She borrowed money with interest from the neighbors. Like if you lend me $5, I'll give you $7 tomorrow. She was always short. We were on welfare. So she was always waiting for her check on the first and on the 15th. So if the check didn't come on time, she didn't have any money for food. And there were eight of us in the apartment. That was an 800 square foot apartment. So we didn't have enough ever. I remember my mom always buying us used clothes. And she would say, one day I'm going to spend the whole entire welfare check on you girls and buying you new clothes. And I remember like, I felt like the next check was going to be that check. And I always bothered her about that. Like, what? Now? Can you buy it for us now? I'm sure that was really hard on her because as kids, you don't know. We don't know how bad your parents feel when you ask for things and they can't give them to you. I know that feeling as an adult. I didn't know that as a child. So, yeah. (laughs) That is incredible. So you were brought up in a household that didn't have much money. Your mom struggled with money. What happened next as you grew up? Because eventually you became an adult. So what happened next? What did you start off in that same cycle? Take us through that. Yeah, definitely. I grew up with a poverty mentality. I felt that I was always going to have financial struggle. Like that's life. And I got a job and I would spend all my money. I wouldn't save any money. I didn't know how to save money. I didn't, that was not even a concept that was possible for me. I heard about it and it was good for other people. But for me, I was just barely getting by. And I never even tried to do that. I did spend my money and do whatever I wanted right now. So if I wanted to buy food and I didn't have enough for what I wanted, I didn't buy a small amount of food. I just wrote a check. And I would bounce checks. I just thought, well, like on my next paycheck, it's going to go into the bank and it'll clear the overdraft. And I didn't realize what I was doing was costing me even more money because they charge you every time you have an overdraft. But it didn't, it didn't matter to me because I was always just broke, just always broke. You know, $15 that they charged you really didn't make a difference for me. I was still going to be broke anyway. That $15 didn't make a difference. And that's how I was. I had this mentality of overcoming till my next check and then my next check. I was always behind. It's almost like they say people, I was living paycheck to paycheck, but actually I was living below my means because my paycheck was always never enough. Right. So in this time of your life, because you did see that the checks bounce and you saw the fee. So from what I'm understanding, if I'm correct, is that you saw the fee of the $15 or whatever it was. And you're like, well, what can I do? So you continued writing those checks because that was your reality at that time. What did you say that's true? Or were you trying to find a way? Well, how can I not bounce the checks? Because of course, you, you mentioned you had that poverty mentality, which is hard to come out of. Yeah, it was okay to be broke. It it was fine. I didn't have a negative feeling to see my account have a negative balance. It was normal to me. 
a part of life. Totally. I didn't know any other way. And the things that I was bouncing checks for, it wasn't life or death situations. It was like, I want this now and I don't want to wait. And it's worth paying an extra $15 to the bank to have it now. Right. Well, I think that versus using credit cards was probably a better route. Bouncing checks, probably less expensive. (laughs) On the bright side, right? So what was the turning point? Because you were brought up in a household that didn't have much money. You grew up, you started working, you had this poverty mindset, but something shifted because you have multiple multi-million dollar businesses and you're extremely successful. You're doing well. So what was that turning point? Well, my mindset evolved, right? It went from overcoming and, and challenges to wanting to better myself. And I became an injured worker. I had a job as a secretary. I was getting paid $15 an hour. And I thought that that was as good as it gets for me. And that if I could keep that job for the rest of my life, I was set. I was doing better than most people in my family. My highest paid family member was getting paid $500 a week. And I was already making $500 a week. So I thought that I was doing really great. And that was actually my ceiling. And even though I was making now $15 an hour and I was married and I had three kids, I was still bouncing checks. And as I went back to school and I started to improve myself and I got a college degree and I became a psychologist, now I was making $70,000 a year, which was almost double of what I was making working at this law firm. And I was still bouncing checks. I still had that mentality of keeping myself broke. Then I started my own business in my garage. My first business, the one that helps injured workers return to work after an injury, that one I started from my garage meanwhile I was going to school because I needed some money to sustain myself. When you become a psychologist, you have a one-year non-paid internship. So I started a side business that would float me while I was doing this one-year internship. And I started my first business, had no money for it at all. I got like the quinceañeras, you know, how how you have padrinos and madrinas because you need some help. Well, that's what I did. I asked people to help. I got somebody to donate two desks, two chairs, two computers, and somebody else donated stationery. And then my family helped me convert my garage into an office. And that's how my business started. No money whatsoever. I became a psychologist. Shortly after that, within the year, the business started booming. And I still had my scarcity mentality. And I left the psychology profession and thought to myself, as long as I can make the same amount of money as I'm making as a psychologist, I'm fine. And for the next five years, that's what happened. I made the same amount of money in my business as I did a psychologist. But I was working from home and there was a lot of freedom in that. And I was still bouncing checks. I was now bouncing checks in the business. I was writing checks to people that were providing services to me and bouncing their check. I didn't know how to run this money situation. I had no knowledge of that. What ended up happening is I met some women who wanted to be debt-free. And for me, I was quite opposite of that. I was like, bring it on. We're always going to have debt. We're going to have debt for the rest of our lives. That was never my goal, to be debt-free. But it was a good idea 
to get together with women and work on ourselves. And we did that. We started a, a training program for Dave Ramsey. It was a money program that taught you how to save money and how to budget those things I'd never known before. And I was 40 years old when I started this. I'm 48 right now. And when I was in this class, from the living room of my friend's house, there was five other women in the group. We said, well, okay, why do we want to have money? You know, first of all, what's the purpose of that? And we said, well, because if we have money, then we get to help other people. And so, okay, well, once we have money, then who are we going to help? And we got really clear. So I think that's really important is to have, like every dollar has to have a, a purpose. It's like a soldier. And I started to change my mindset about money. Like, oh, I can tell money what to do versus the other way around. Like just money just leaves me. And for whatever reason, no purpose, no warning, nothing. So I started to have a vision of what I wanted to have my money do. And the first one was to help others. Definitely help myself, pay my bills. Helping others was a big catalyst for me. I could see myself like helping my brothers, my sisters, my daughter go to college. I started getting goals for my money where I didn't have that ever before, except for surviving, that I had enough money to eat, pay the rent, and then in the car, and then just maybe some little bit of fun. Everything within my means. And I started to have a vision, right? So I created this vision of helping the family. Then I started creating dreams of taking my kids places once I do have money. So once I do save money, what is that extra money for? And I never had done that before either. I would always plan for things that were within my means. So that was a really big breakthrough for me when I realized that I put the ceiling on myself by dreaming for things that I could afford. I was very realistic. I wasn't dreaming big things like taking my kids to Disneyland on a plane to Florida. I thought my dream could be that I take the kids locally here to Anaheim. That would be a good dream. But big dreams, I never did because I defaulted and I knew always how much money I had in the bank. That couldn't happen and I didn't allow myself to dream. Once I started to learn how to create a vision and dream is when I started saving money and getting really excited about it. I love that. And a couple of key things that I want to point out is you all asked such a great question in that group that we don't do. Why do we want to have money? We don't ask ourselves that, right? We don't normally. In general, we don't ask ourselves that. We just kind of go through the routine to work, to make money, to pay the bills. And we don't think beyond that. Or maybe we think let, we want to take a vacation, but we don't really dream about what that vacation looks like. And then the other point that I want to point out, especially for you listening, is you, Hazel, were with this mentality until you were about 40, right? You said at 40, that was when you started to change your mindset. And from 40 to now, which has been eight years, you have done some incredible things. So for you listening right now, if you're thinking it's too late, absolutely not. It's not too late. You can have that change. It's never too late to make that change to do bigger and better things. So I wanted to point that out.
Before we continue, I have a quick message for you. Her Dinero Matters is supported by First Republic Bank. Ask yourself this. Does your bank really know you? It's time to discover the difference personalized banking can make by switching to First Republic Bank. From day one, you'll be connected with a dedicated banker who will serve as your primary point of contact throughout your relationship with the bank. They'll know you by name and will be by your side to help serve you and your goals. Your dedicated First Republic banker can design solutions that support both your personal and business needs at any stage, from finding the right loan to refinancing debt to buying a home. And you can always call and message your dedicated banker directly from their mobile app for anything that comes up along the way. Learn more today at firstrepublic.com. That's firstrepublic.com. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Now, Hazel, let's go back to that vision. Can you take us a little bit through that process? Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. Was it a vision board? Was it on a notebook or like a journal? What does that look like for you? It was questions. And if I had this amount of money, which was my goal money, what would I do with it? That's powerful. Exactly. Yeah. Asking questions, opening up your mind, and then your mind sees the details of it. And I played a game also with this group called The Power of Zero. And what we did is we came up with a number of money we wanted to make, like the ideal amount of money we wanted to make. And so for me, I put $10,000 a month and everybody wrote their number. And this is a stretch number, right? And it's for no reason. And the setup is you don't have to go learn anything new. You're fully equipped. You can have this money. There's no reason why not. And I wrote down $10,000 and all of us wrote down our number. And then you add a zero to it. So you add that at the end, you add a zero. So when I did the exercise, I didn't tell any of the ladies that now I'm going to make you add a zero. And when I had them do that, they were really taken aback. They were stunned. They were not happy with it. And they were like, this is not reasonable. This is not right. This is like a joke. That's not real. This can't happen. So if I, I added a zero to my $10,000 a month, it became $100,000 a month, which would make me a millionaire. And I never had done that exercise either. So it was the first time for me. And it, it is shocking and it's scary. And it's like, well, who am I to make this kind of money? And what do I have to do you know, to make that money? That always stops us. But it was a game, right? And so the girls that were there got scared. And they changed their number. They took the zero off. They didn't want to do that. But when it came to me, it actually felt good. And it felt realistic and like exciting. But when I was with the group, I said, oh, you're right. You're right. How am I going to make $100,000 a month? I had the highest number of everybody. Somebody said, I'll make 1000 more. Somebody said 600 more. I was like, why would you choose such low numbers when you can choose any number, anything at all? 
I could have put a million dollars a month. I didn't. I put $10,000 a month. So it just shows you like where I was with my mentality then. I added the zero. I went home and I put the $100,000 a month on the wall. And from then on, it was like my mind just opened up to all the possibilities. Like, what could I do if I had $100,000 a month? What kind of lifestyle would I have? And I created my lifestyle. So then I, after I created the vision of I wanted $100,000 a month or more, then I thought, well, what would my life look like? And what else do I want in my life? And so I said I wanted a life that looked like I was always on vacation. I wanted a relationship with my sisters that looked like we were in heaven. <laughs> I said I wanted the love of my life. I wanted my daughter to go to college. I wanted to live an extraordinary life. So all of these things first became a vision. Like, what did it look like in my brain, right? And then I drew it. And when I drew it, it looks like a four-year-old drew this picture. <laughs> but if you come to my house, and I hope you do one day. That would be awesome. That picture is hanging in my dining room because everything that I asked for, I have. That's so beautiful. It's a miracle, but we all can do this. It's so exciting when you can see it. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. The trick is that you have to pretend like it already happened. Otherwise, your brain will stop you. All the reasons why you can't make $100,000 a month will come up. Your brain will put all these roadblocks. Your brain's number one job is to keep you safe. And it's scary to make $100,000 a month because it's never known it to do that. And it has a lot of preconceptions about what that means. Like people that have money are bad. They have messed up family. And they're always working. And then their relationships with their spouses or significant others are bad. Or you single for the rest of your life. Yeah, I think to add on too, I think as a Latina, I don't know if, if you experienced that is being or carrying the guilt that you're may have more money than other family members. For me, that's been a the huge one, because maybe they aren't doing as well as you are. So for me, carrying that guilt, I've had to work through that. I don't know if that's happened to you. It certainly has happened to me before where I'm at right now. In the beginning stages, of course, it was it's scary because in the beginning, it happened so fast for me. Yes, I was 40. But once I became a master of miracles and of creating a vision and not allowing my brain to stop me, it happened in lightning speed. Like to the point that everything that I say I want, I get. It's amazing. Remarkable. Yes. I love that. Now, I want to make sure that we have the key points through this visioning process, because when you hear or I've attended workshops about creating vision boards is literally creating the vision boards, finding an image or those type of things. But what I find so powerful about your way is the question. So I've heard, what would I do with the money? What would life look like? What would you want? You also want to pretend it's there. Is there something else that you think is key in asking yourself when you're doing this visioning? Of course, we'll talk about the dreaming part and, and drawing, but what other questions? Is there another question that maybe I missed that is really key? Yeah. So one of the things that, you know, stop us is because we think small, especially in the beginning. Like right now I can dream really big and I do have big dreams. At the beginning, it was a very small dream. And what I did to get myself 
out of the ceiling that I put on myself is to preface everything with, I believe in God and I believe in miracles. And if I believe in God and miracles, then what is possible? Right? I love that. This is so powerful. Okay. So you have to create a vision asking those questions that we just talked and adding, I believe in God or I believe in a miracle and what's not possible with that. Right. And then you also talked about the creating the dream. You drew it out and you were, what specific steps are with this dream is just drawing out, basically taking your vision and drawing it out. Would you say that's accurate or what else would you say? So you look at the areas of life that are the most important to you. For me, it was family, money, career, lifestyle, and where I live. If I believe in miracles, what could I have? If I didn't preface it with miracles, I would think, well, I could add a second floor to my house or I could move to a better neighborhood. Well, I said I wanted a pimp daddy mansion, the kind where music videos are filmed. I love it. (laughs) Yes. And you know why I said that? Because I had not one friend that had a mansion. I couldn't say like the one that Patty has because I didn't know anyone with a mansion. I had never been inside a mansion. The only time that I saw a mansion were in music videos. So that's where I got that from. So basically you're like, this is the only example I have. Exactly. And it was a five-year vision plan, right? I looked at myself five years from now. How old would I be? And where do I live? Who lives with me? What is going on in my life? And, you know, miracles being there in all areas. When I said I wanted to get along with my sisters as if we were in heaven, at the time, I was fist fighting with my sisters. Mm. It would take a miracle. And another thing I said is I wanted to have the love of my life when I didn't really believe that. I really thought you always had to fight with your spouses or your partners. Like that's just the way marriages are. And my mom shot and killed her boyfriend. And I thought that relationships are hard and in the end we even end up killing them you know and I heard a lot of women say these things like oh you know there's no perfect relationship there are all these negative things about relationships but yet they stay because that's just the way it is and even if you get out of this bad relationship you're going to get into another bad relationship because that's just the way they all are that's what I believe to be true so when I said that I wanted to meet the love of my life To me, that was like a miracle would have to occur for something like that to happen. Oh my gosh, this is so beautiful. Now with this game, the power of zero, would you say maybe that is the first step and then creating the vision? Or would you start there? Like for the person listening that's really uh, wanting to change their mindset in a big way, because we talk a lot about mindset, which is why we talk about our money stories here, because that has such a huge impact. Would you recommend to start with that game? Because basically I understood what that game is choosing a dollar amount that stretches you and adding a zero and then figuring out what would you do with it? Or was there, is there something else? It's just an exercise. I wouldn't say it needs to go in the front or the back. Okay. The concept of that particular exercise, what it is, is that if you have a big goal, your actions will be big. If you have a small goal, your actions will be small. So if I say I want to lose 
40 pounds, everybody around me will know that I'm up to losing 40 pounds because I'll be exercising, I will be avoiding carbs, I won't be drinking. Everybody around me would know. If I say I want to win a gold medal in track, well, guess what? I'm going to spend eight hours a day on the track because that's a big goal. But then people say small goals. And if you say, I want to lose five pounds, you're not going to take the action and you probably will gain five pounds. So that's the concept of the power of zero, that if I want to make $100,000 a month, I'm going to stop doing the little things and do big things. But that's the first thing that opened me up to wanting more money and not feeling guilty about it. It's the first time. I remember even prior to that, I had a business coach and she said, I'm going to help you become a millionaire. And I told her, I don't want to be a millionaire. And she, her neck turned around like, what are you talking about? Why would you say that? And I said, I don't want to do what it takes to be a millionaire. And she said, well, what does it take to be a millionaire? I said, I have to get up at four in the morning and start working. And then I'd never see my family. I'd never go on vacation. And I wouldn't even be married. And she was laughing at me and she's like, that is not what it is like to be a millionaire. And then now it's like, totally, I laugh out loud that that's what I believed it to be. Mm. It's incredible, the power of your mind, right? Oh my goodness. So I want to wrap it up with us because there's so much more I want to talk about, but we're running out of time. We've, you've talked about the power of miracles. And one of the things that you teach is to be a master of miracles, which I suppose a part of this is what you shared with us, right? Creating that vision, creating that dream. Is there any other tips that you feel or that you teach that is a part of becoming your own master of miracles? Well, I do encourage all the people listening to get a group of maybe two or three people to support your dream that you could share with them, like be scared, tell them what your number is, your hairy audacious goal for how much money you want to make. And if you came up with a small number, add the zero and that's your number and get comfortable with that and share that. And then all of a sudden, when you start to make more money for no reason, you share it with them. So you celebrate your small wins. It's always better to have community and then they get to share with you as well. And then I drew my picture. So hang your picture up somewhere where you can see it and believe it because you believe in miracles. I love that. <laughs> I love that. This has been so powerful. And you, I don't know if you referenced your book. I know you referenced how you bounced checks, which is a part of your title of your book. And in your book, I just really quick is uh, just a quick synopsis. Does it tell the story on how you overcame that or tell us a little bit about the book? Yeah, the book talks about how I went from growing up on welfare in a poor neighborhood with both my parents spending decades in prison and not having any example of how to manage my money or have integrity and how I overcame that, all the lessons that I had to learn in order to get to where I'm at right now. And the book is called From Bounce Checks to Private Jets, The Mastery of Miracles. Such a beautiful title. Hazel, this has been so powerful and so fantastic. I really appreciate you and the examples that you are setting as a Latina for other Latinas, because as we know, Latinas have that gender wage gap, the biggest, but you are proven that wrong. So I'm hoping that you listening right now, that you listen carefully, implement the things that Hazel said, because they're not hard to do. They're easy to not do either. 
<laughs> they're not hard to do, but they're easy to avoid because you've got nothing to lose. And I think this is a huge part of really minimizing that gender wage gap, because it's not just about advocating and saying, hey, at the work and the employment, that they have to change policy, but it's also that work that you have to do within yourself. So thank you so much, Hazel, for being here and all, all the magic and golden nuggets you shared with us today. Oh, thank you so much. And I do want to offer that I have a free vision quest that I use myself in order to create a big vision. You can go to my website and download it for free. And it's a worksheet. It'll ask you the questions and then draw it afterwards. I'll be sure to link that up. Yeah. So my website is themasteryofmiracles.com. Perfect. Thank you so much. ¿Qué pensaste? Did her story make your jaw drop? like it did mine. Oh my goodness. I found so much inspiration in her story. And if you did as well, go ahead and follow her on Instagram, which is at Hazel Ortega underscore official, or even pick up her book called Bounce Checks to Private Jets on Amazon. I will be sure to have the links in the show notes, especially if you are driving in this moment or you just can't write that down. If today's episode resonated with you, be sure to download my daily dinero ritual as it really goes hand in hand with this tool and her formula. You can do that over at jenhempel.com forward slash dinero. It is free and this daily dinero ritual is meant to help you increase your confidence and ease in how to handle your money. Next week, we will meet Ana, who is an Afro-Latina, a certified financial planner, and an all-around awesome person. You'll see. She will not only share her story, but some specifics on money when it comes to Afro-Latinas. I learned a ton, so don't miss it. That is it. Eso es todo. I appreciate you being here and for supporting this podcast. You can check out the show notes over at jenhempill.com forward slash 252. Remember that being the reina of your money starts now simply by claiming it. I believe in you and so should you. If you love this podcast or you love this specific episode, I would absolutely love it if you share it with someone you care about. You really never know what exactly that person is going through and really the simple act of sharing can change the direction of their financial life for the better. Bueno pues, now that is everything. Nos hablaremos el próximo jueves. Chao.